The sell-off in bonds continue. The U.S. dollar extends rally while U.S. stock markets are helped by a rally in energy and AI-related stocks as American crude oil test levels above the $96 per barrel level this morning on falling U.S. inventories to critical levels. So welcome. This is Swiss Code's Daily Market Talk. So the sell-off in sovereign bonds continues as there is no clarity regarding whether the U.S. government will shut down or not in a few days from now. Now, the U.S. Government of Defense's official website says that the U.S. Congress has until this weekend to fund the federal government or to agree on a continuing resolution, of course, to keep the U.S. government funded and the business could continue as usual. Otherwise, well, we all know that the U.S. government will be shutting down from October 1st, which is just a couple of days from now. Now, it is not a big deal, mind you. I mean, it sounds like it, but it is not a big deal. It's just another U.S. government shutdown, and it should be taken just as, well, another government shutdown. It's not the first. It won't be the last. It will certainly have limited, I say limited, implications, broadly speaking, once the U.S. government reopens again, if it closes. And I don't necessarily see even far-right U.S. politicians willing to take the risk of uh, further credit downgrades or severe uh, hit on the economy with a very, very much extended government shutdown. And even if it was the case, well, downgrading the U.S., for example, hasn't made the U.S. government papers, well, less appealing or worthless to investors. So far, there is still good quality papers for a reason we don't know, but that's about the belief of the market. You can't change that overnight. So breathe. Even if the U.S. government closes, the world will keep spinning and the U.S. papers will still have value. But maybe we will see some more downside pressure in the U.S. bond markets. That's for sure. The sell-off in the U.S. 10-year papers, for example, accelerated at yesterday's trading session. And the 10-year yield spiked to 2.64% level. The two-year yield, however, on the other hand, which captures the expectations on Federal Reserve actions, future actions remain steady a touch above the 5% psychological mark, as even though the Federal Reserve's once dove and now hawk Neil Kashkari said that the U.S. may need more than one more interest rate hike to tame inflation, and he would just support the idea of one more and even more than one more rate hikes. Well, the looming government shutdown talks, the Detroit strikes, and a few weak economic data that were released this week uh, regarding the U.S. melting savings and the fading confidence from uh, U.S. consumers, well, hint that it may be ambitious to bet on more interest rate hikes for the U.S. at this moment before the dust settles. But you never know, actually, because the U.S. will reveal its latest GDP update today and it is expected to be revised higher. So if that's the case, we will likely see some more choppiness in the U.S. bond markets. The volatility in U.S. sovereign bond markets is rising right now, although, although just note that we are still very, very far from alarming levels while the U.S. dollar continues to amass all major safe haven demands and flows these days. Nothing actually stands before the U.S. dollar's safe haven dominance when things are important things like a government shutdown happens. Gold, for example, set below the $1,900 per ounce level yesterday and fell on stops all the way down to $1,872 per ounce. The next natural target for gold is at $1,850 level, which is the major 50% Fibonacci retracement level on last November to this May rally. And 
Note that the rising yields make this opportunity cost of holding the non-interest bearing gold higher and thus should keep a sustainable pressure, sustainable downside pressure on the precious metal even, even after the US government shutdown show ends because yes, we will likely see a certain relief sell-off in the US dollar, hence we could see a relief rally everywhere else once the drama ends, but the matter of fact is the Federal Reserve remains sufficiently decided to keep the interest rates higher for longer in the US. And also, while the US Treasury will be issuing more bonds in the coming months, paying better yields in the next few months, and that's just a decision from the Treasury's issuance calendar, and it has nothing to do with the Federal Reserve. So all this to say that there is not much interest in flocking into the precious metal right now. The New York Fed's measure of how much actually bond investors are compensated for holding these long-term U.S. papers turned positive, and it turned positive for the first time since June 2021. But not all investors are positioned uh, the same way, mind you, because hedge funds, for example, they actually keep increasing their short positions in U.S. treasuries and U.S. bonds because they're betting that the sell-off in the U.S. treasuries and bond markets will continue, whereas asset managers actually pile in thinking that the sell-off will slow down and the actual levels are interesting. So we will see who between the two is going to be right, but I personally think that the 10-year treasury the 10-year bonds in the U.S. approaching 5% yield is interesting to add to a portfolio, whereas if you want to take risk, like take real risk, well, it's probably better to do it with, I don't know, energy stocks as U.S. crude, for example, rallied past the $96 per barrel level this morning, and that was on news that inventories at U.S. Cushing and Oklahoma fell to critical operational levels, hinting at this growing supply deficit in global energy space, or or besides energy, AI-related stocks are a good idea because they both offer a good, good upside potential to investors, at least for the risk taken to buy them then with any other asset. Because ExxonMobil, for example, jumped more than 3% at yesterday's trading session on the news as AI-related stocks also gained yesterday and helped the U.S. stock markets stabilize and even recover from an early session. Uh, losses. So just a little parenthesis here. In the UK, well, we also have some good news for fossil fuel lovers. UK also gave a go-ahead to Rosebank, which is the UK's largest untapped northern sea oil field before the terrified eyes of the Green Party and climate defenders, obviously. Now, BP rallied to the highest level since April in the FTSE 100. And, well, you know what? This fossil fuel investment will unfortunately go on until it's not profitable anymore. For AI, well, one of the reasons why we saw the AI-related tech stocks rebound yesterday was Biden saying that he will sign an executive action on AI this fall, which is not to me all positive because there are going to be some rules about it. But in other news, Meta, Facebook's Meta announced to introduce AI features on Instagram, Messenger, and WhatsApp. And earlier this week, remember, I didn't talk about it, but Amazon announced to buy a $4 billion US dollar worth of stake in Anthropic. So this is a company close to Microsoft's creator of ChatGPT, which, which, by the way, is now valued to around 
90 billion US dollars, whereas it was worth something like 30 billion US dollars at the beginning of this year. So it goes really, really fast. Anyway, Amazon on its hand is also making a move into the AI's magical and probably juicy world, aiming to give us AWS customers access to AI tools. Now, Microsoft told investors in the latest earnings call that the AI would actually increase Azure's revenue by around 2%. And so people now think that Anthropic should also help drive revenue for AWS as well and improve the juicy revenue from the cloud segment of Amazon. And last year, Amazon earned something like 80 billion US dollars from AWS. So it's really, really a big deal. Now, unfortunately for Amazon, investors didn't really react with the same excitement than they did when they heard Microsoft's investment in ChatGPT. But maybe, it's just maybe that a new DOJ probe was responsible for it, or it was just, I don't know, maybe the rising US sales and the fact that investors are now dumping their tech stocks. But somehow, Amazon follows its mama peers with a certain distance, with a certain lag. And the e-commerce wing of the business is certainly responsible for that lag in an environment, obviously, full of worries regarding a potential recession or an imminent slowdown in spending. Now, zooming out of uh, energy and technology, the S&P 500 remains under a decent selling pressure despite appetite for AI and energy. There is an important support zone near the 4180-4200 region, which actually shelters the 200-day moving average and the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on last year's rally. So if that support is pulled out, well, the S&P 500 index will step into a medium-term bearish consolidation zone and sell-off could actually deepen into the year-end. And in the short run, very, very short run, well, the risks remain tilted to the downside as well as JP Morgan's hedged equity fund apparently holds tens of thousands of of protective put options that aim to protect the long stock product from JP Morgan from sell-off and volatility. And those put options will expire this Friday. And unfortunately, their strike price are said to be not far from the actual level. So if exercised, well, these options could actually add an additional layer of selling pressure on Wall Street stocks. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Oskar Deşkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading